0: Welcome to the Let's Be Honest Podcast. This is Frank Styles. This is episode 21. Episode 21 of the Let's Be Honest Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Has been quite an interesting week. And it looks like blackface is back in the media again. Hey, guys, what's going on? Juan is not here today, but I am doing this thing dolo. And we got a lot to get into. So let's get right into the shits. Virginia governor um, has came out. And said that it was not him in blackface. It's been all over the news. I don't know if you guys have heard it. If you have not, you've been under a rock somewhere. But this guy is in a yearbook from his years of medical school. Next to someone, allegedly next to someone in a Ku Klux Klan robe. One of them is him. It is his page. It is his, his yearbook. And the thing that strikes me about this is the fact that first he said he came out and apologized for wearing any type of blackface. But then the next day, he recanted his statement and said that he did not recall um, being involved uh, or dressing in blackface. Here's a clip courtesy of ABC News so you can hear exactly what I'm referring to.
1: The all-consuming firestorm swirling around Virginia Governor Ralph Northam. The governor overwhelmed tonight by calls to resign the list growing over a racist photo from his medical school yearbook, his own explanations adding to the chaos, the image shows one man in blackface, the other dressed as a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Governor Northam first admitting he is one of the men pictured, then denying he's in the photo. Tonight, the governor is now asking his own cabinet for more time to decide his next move. ABC chief national affairs correspondent Tom Yamas in Richmond
2: tonight. Tonight, the calls for Governor Ralph Northam to resign are growing, but the Virginia Democrat refusing to step down. The trouble started when this racist photo emerged from his medical school yearbook page. At first, Northam confirmed he was one of the two men in the photo, but the next day... I believe then and now
3: that I am not either of the people in that photo.
2: But then Northam admitted he had appeared in blackface once before during a dance contest in 1984 where he dressed as Michael Jackson.
3: I had uh, the shoes, I had a, a glove. Uh, and I used just a little bit of shoe polish to put under my, or on my cheeks. And the reason I used a very little bit is because I don't know if anybody's ever tried that, but you cannot get shoe polish off. And when a reporter inquired if he could still moonwalk, the governor
2: the moonwalk. seemed to want to try.
0: Are you still able to moonwalk?
3: Uh, <laughs> my wife says inappropriate circumstances.
2: Are Zachary Kish asking him this you question? Do you think? Do you think as a grown adult that it's problematic that you need to have it explained to you
4: that blackface is offensive?
0: Now that's a brother asking him this question.
3: No, I, you know, I'm not a person of color and, and people of color, uh, experience different things. Uh, it affects them different ways. Nearly
2: every politician in Virginia has called on Northam to resign. So have virtually all the Democrats running for president. And if he ultimately takes their advice, Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax is next in line. I believe that the governor has to make the decisions in the best interest of the Commonwealth of Virginia.
1: And Tom Yamas joins us tonight from outside the Virginia governor's mansion in Richmond. And Tom, Governor Northam, I know, met with his cabinet earlier today. And tonight you've learned he's still resisting calls for him to resign.
0: David, still resisting calls for him to resign. Now, that was earlier this week. Now, you also heard him say... Um, he was not a person of color and he didn't, he didn't, I don't know if he was trying to say he didn't understand why it was a problem to put blackface on, even if he was in a dance contest acting as Michael Jackson. Uh, I mean, this, this is a highly intelligent man. He's governor of Virginia. He went to medical school. Obviously he's a doctor. So how could you not use your common sense and understand that blackface is totally wrong? I don't understand this. And this is not like it was years, you know, it was years ago, but it's not like it was in the 60s, in the 50s. This was 1984. So he knew he should have known that blackface was not the way to go. Now, you heard in that clip where they talked about um, the lieutenant governor being the next person in line should uh, Ralph Northam resign but we also have an interesting take on this. Listen to this clip regarding uh, the Lieutenant Governor.
3: Ago, it looked like he'd be governor by now, but after a second accuser came forward late on Friday, Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax is facing calls for his immediate resignation. He needs to resign immediately. Virginia governor, State Delegate Patrick Hope so. was blunt.
2: On Monday, I intend to introduce articles
3: of impeachment on Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax. The accusation this time, rape. Meredith Watson says it happened in 2000 when she and Fairfax were both students at Duke University. In a statement, Watson describes the attack as premeditated and aggressive. To bolster her charge, a PR firm working with Watson's attorney released what they say are past electronic messages with friends, including an email dated October 2016, where Watson writes, Justin raped me in college. The charge comes after Dr. Vanessa Tyson, earlier in the week, accused Fairfax of sexually assaulting her in 2004 when they were both in Boston to attend the Democratic National Convention. Fairfax is fighting back. In a statement, he says, I deny this latest unsubstantiated allegation. It is demonstrably false. I have never forced myself on anyone, ever. He calls for an investigation into what he terms a vicious and coordinated smear campaign and adds, I will not resign. Just hours before Watson's charge was made public, Fairfax was defiant when approached by NBC News. Do you, do you support investigation into the allegation uh, against you, sir? Uh, we, we will have our say, and I am confident in the truth. But prominent Democrats uh, are lining again, up to insist he in go. Our... Former Governor Terry McAuliffe, the Black Caucus in the Virginia State House, and 19 members of the Democratic Caucus of the State Senate, where, as Lieutenant Governor, Fairfax presides. And as of late Friday, several presidential candidates have called for Fairfax to step down, including Cory Booker.
5: I just believe it's time for him to step down, to resign. And
0: Okay, so that was the lieutenant governor. I want you guys to keep up with this because there's one more clip that I need you to hear regarding this whole state of Virginia situation and the political figures there. So that was the lieutenant governor now that has been accused of allegations of rape. And the one thing that I want you guys to keep in the back of your mind is he would be the next person up to be governor if the governor should resign. Now, not to mention, after these allegations came out, there was one more allegation that actually came out pertaining to the Attorney General of Virginia. The Attorney General of Virginia has admittedly admitted that he, too, has worn blackface. When he dressed as Curtis Blow and uh, for our listening audience, most of people in my age group will know who Curtis Blow is. He's a, a famous hip hop artist from back in the day, one of the founders of hip hop, if you will, Curtis Blow. So the attorney general has said that he has worn blackface and here is what he had to say. This is courtesy of ABC News. Uh, regarding the attorney general uh, revealing that he wore blackface headline involving it tonight we have been following
1: the political chaos in virginia unleashed when the governor there came under fire for a racist photo the governor under pressure to resign for that racist image in his medical school yearbook then the lieutenant governor who would serve next is now facing an allegation of sexual assault and tonight what the attorney general has now admitted revealing that he wore blackface once back in college ABC's Chief National Affairs Correspondent Tom Yamas is in Richmond for us again tonight.
2: Tonight, Virginia's capital in chaos. The state's top three officials, all Democrats, engulfed in deepening scandals. The day's first bombshell, Attorney General Mark Herring revealing that he too wore blackface in the 1980s, saying he went to a college party dressed as the rapper Curtis Blow, writing, we dressed up and put on wigs and brown makeup. Herring writing, the shame of that moment has haunted me for decades, adding, he is deeply, deeply sorry. Just days ago, Herring was calling on Governor Ralph Northam to step down after a racist photo surfaced from the governor's medical school yearbook page. Northam denied he was in the picture, but then admitted he once appeared in blackface as part of a Michael Jackson costume.
3: I used just a little bit of shoe polish to put under my, or on my cheeks. Virtually
2: all Virginia Democrats called on Northam to resign. But now, the man in line to replace him, Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax, now himself fending off a new allegation of sexual assault. Dr. Vanessa Tyson, a political science professor at Scripps College, accuses Fairfax of forcing her to perform oral sex in a hotel room at the 2004 Democratic National Convention, writing, What began as consensual kissing quickly turned into a sexual assault. Fairfax has called the encounter consensual and initially denounced the accusations as a smear campaign. You know, there's a possibility that I might be elevated
4: uh, to the governorship. It's at that point uh, that they come out with the attacks and the smears.
2: But today he released a statement saying, I wish her no harm or humiliation, but I cannot agree with the description of events that I know is not true. It's all left Virginia Democrats in disarray. Less than 24 hours ago, State Senator Louise Lucas telling me Governor Northam has to go over the blackface controversy. I am so praying that he would do that and get it behind us. But today, Senator Lucas running from reporters. As for Governor Northam, one of his closest allies telling me he's not resigning. You've got to work through it to make things
0: right. Otherwise, he just runs away in disgrace and shame, and he's not going to do that. So there you have it, folks. Three prominent figures in the state of Virginia all being accused of different allegations, two uh, were blackface, Uh, one, uh, I'm sorry, I take that back, two weren't blackface, one being accused of blackface, the lieutenant governor who would be the next person in line to be governor if the governor resigned is now being accused of sexual allegations that happened years ago, and then the attorney general of Virginia then comes out and says that he admitted to actually having blackface. What is going on in Virginia? What is going on? Blackface seems to be the theme this week um, all over this country. What really is going on? Now, I do find it ironic that the Virginia, the governor, the current Governor of Virginia was asked to step be uh, to ask asked to be removed and asked to ask for him to step down. But you have the lieutenant governor who happens to be black, who would be the next person in line. All of a sudden, he gets accused of sexual allegations. Coincidence? Maybe. I'm not sure. But I know there's some crazy stuff going on in the state of Virginia. It is just ridiculous. We'll keep an eye on that story. And um, if you guys haven't checked out the episode that I did on Blackface, you can check it out on anchor.fm or bossradiostation.com. I can't remember which episode it is, but we discuss uh, Blackface It was um, an episode we dropped back in October. So, moving on to more politics, Cory Booker has entered into his uh, entered into the race, the presidential race for twenty twenty. And Cory Booker, if you guys are not familiar with him, is a congressman, um, and he is uh, running for presidency. He's going to put his hat in, and he's been uh, doing his round and his tours. Um, he was also under fire a little bit because he appeared on The Breakfast Club. And here's what Mr. Booker had to say when asked about what the black agenda is in running in his campaign and his administration. What would be the agenda for blacks?
5: Calm. Give a dollar, two dollars, because we're going to show that the people, we can do this.
0: Does Cory Booker have a specific agenda for black
6: people? And And if so, what is it?
5: Look, man, I, 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 as an African-American, mm-hmm. you know, as a black person, so much of the, the, the realities for all Americans, if you look at the, the lens of African-Americans, uh, they've, they've been many ways the conscience of this country from its founding. When we said we were going to be a nation of liberty and justice for all, the African-American experience challenged the inadequacy of those words when it meant reality. And so right now you pick an issue mm-hmm. uh, uh, from maternal mortality rates. Uh, to incarceration, the broken criminal justice system, to access to healthcare, uh, you see African Americans having worse outcomes. And you address the issues of Americans, power African Americans, the very promise of America becomes real. And let me give you an example of this, uh, a very specific example, because politicians give platitudes all the time. Uh, One of the main reasons, I didn't shy away from this, my pollsters told me it wasn't a, a big issue on the minds of New Jerseyans, but I ran telling people I was going to Washington to do something about mass incarceration. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, it's not a big issue, but but we came down there, and for years, I've been a senator for over five years, I worked, 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 and just last Congress, we finally got a bill done. Now, it doesn't solve the problem, but it's the first time in our lifetime, mm-hmm. after the prison population going up 500%, between the time I was in law school and the time I was mayor of Newark, we were building a new prison in this country like every 10 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally we have legislation that we I was able to get done with people on the other side of the aisle that starts tearing down the institution of mass incarceration. So, so much of my life is about where I live. I'm the only United States senator who lives in inner city community, black and brown community, below the poverty line. By you know, choice. By choice. By the way, and how Because you, doing- you never forget the people that, that got you first into office. My very first office, I was city, city councilman in the central ward of Newark. Mm-hmm. They took a chance on me. I was this kid from the suburbs, coming from Yale Law School, and this is a community that put their faith in me, and I will not lose the focus of what got me into politics in the first place. The people and the urgencies that got me to run for office. So you have a specific agenda for these black people? I have a specific agenda for for the American people, which... which includes
4: uplifting uh, black people. Yeah, but, you but, know, but it's we, we it, it, inseparable. Rise. They always say
5: rising tide, lift all boats. We don't really see that in our communities. Well, though. let me give you an example. I, I have a bill that got a lot of attention called uh, uh, Baby Bonds. It's a fancy name for saying that every person born in America should have a, a, an account created for them. Thousands of dollars put in o- over time, $1,000 a time. And at the end, if you are a low-income American, you have up to $50,000. And that addresses all Americans, but it actually helps the racial wealth gap in a significant way. You know, right now in America, you have about a uh, 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 white family. in terms of wealth, I'm not talking about income. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about wealth. Blacks have about one tenth of the wealth uh, that white families do. In Boston, the average uh, median income of medium wealth of a white family is about $250,000, a little more than that. The average wealth of an, of an African-American family is $8. Now, a lot of people say, oh, that." they just look at the present moment. But they don't. They forget that a lot of the programs that built the middle class in this country, African Americans were excluded from Mm. uh, from FHA uh, programs. Even many of the things that uh, uh, veterans returning from World War II were able to take advantage of. You had devaluations of African American communities through uh, mortgage lending and the like. So, so by addressing this problem with an idea of uh, of creating savings accounts for every child born in America, it helps all children, but it dramatically helps. Uh, uh, African Americans as well. I'll give you the last example of this is that criminal justice bill that I just did, uh, making the retroactive, that crack cocaine powder cocaine disparity fix. 90% of the people benefited from that are African Americans gotcha. because the criminal justice system is biased towards African Americans. So when you fix the system, you help poor white folks who get screwed by the system as well. But disproportionately, you're going to help those people that are most affected by an unjust.
0: Now, that was Cory Booker's response to what is your agenda for, do you have a specific agenda for black people if you were to become president of the United States? Here's a problem that I actually have with people giving him backlash. Now, this is the first time that I've even heard that clip. I heard part of what he was saying, but this is the first time that I've heard the full ongoing clip on air. And I can tell you that I don't have a problem with from which the way that he answered the question. He... he Charlemagne the God specifically asked him, what is your agenda specifically for black people? And here we go. Again, my last episode regarding, episode 20 regarding Kamala Harris, here again is the handout. Now, if anybody knows politics, truly understand politics and understand how it works, there's no way that this man can come out and say that he has one specific agenda or one main agenda is specifically for black people or African American people, people of color. Because he understands, as a potential presidential candidate, that he also needs white votes. He, gone are the days of being able to run on a black ticket. You can't just run because you're black. You have to be able to run and provide and say that you're going to have an agenda for everyone. And I think that he answered the question beautifully. I think that he broke down exactly what he has done. And I, I said he was a congressman. I meant senator. What he has done since he has been a senator um, you know, up in Washington, and the type of legislation that he's actually passed when he talks about uh, justice reform, when he talks about, you know, living where he lives, living close to his community by choice. So these are good characteristics, in my opinion, but I think he's getting a little too much backlash for answering a question um, the way that he should have answered it, unlike answering the question the way that all these so-called woke um, black people on YouTube and, and that are speaking out against him are making it seem. And I think that's just wrong. So we'll we'll see exactly what Cory Booker does. Again, I don't know of any of these candidates I will be voting for. We'll still have to wait and see exactly what and how that actually turns out. Last thing regarding blackface, Gucci has come under fire for a sweater that they have made. And um, Gucci is basically... Got some explaining to do. They started explaining when they were called out regarding this sweater. Now, I did a uh, rant on this yesterday regarding this whole Gucci situation. I don't wear Gucci. Never have purchased any type of Gucci. I know people that do. But in my opinion, um, if you look at this piece of clothing, there's actually more than one piece of clothing. Someone else showed me a jacket that they that they made. Well, basically, it's an all-black sweater. And the sweater has a hood, which is very much like a ski mask type hood or half face ski mask type hood. And you, when you slide the sweater over, there's a section there for your mouth where your mouth is open. But around the mouth area, uh, there are it's red like lips, very much like blackface lips. And so uh, they have come under fire and um, T.I., uh, the King of the South, salute to him down in Atlanta, T.I. is calling for a boycott of Gucci and Prada. Uh, Basically, T.I. said that, you know, we're the ones that made the Gucci brand hot, and if we're not purchasing it, then they can't make money. We we spend over $1.5 trillion. We give over $1.5 trillion back into clothing and apparel, and he said it's time that we start looking elsewhere, to spend our money, and he also uh, went on Instagram Live, I believe last night around 7, and started uh, giving shouts out to a lot of um, black-owned fashion uh, designers and businesses. He himself, for years, T.I., has had his own clothing line. Uh, it's called Aku, and if you guys haven't checked that out, he has a lot of great stuff, from jeans to hoodies to tees, and um, it's just, uh, you know, this this whole racial thing is, is becoming crazy. So that has what has been going on with blackface, and that's why I opened up the show saying that blackface has been the theme this week. But uh, we will see exactly how it turns out. But if you got Gucci, don't wear it, and um, we'll 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 stay abreast and see exactly what's happening with that, and see what their response is. They they came out and said that that you know they apologized for it, and Ti basically said that apology was not accepted, and I don't blame them. It's interesting how. All these things start happening when you start talking about race and color and and all this stuff. Um, you know, how money is allocated. Some money is given more to white schools and or private schools. And how money is actually allocated, you know, what has been given to black schools and, and this and that. And we go back and forth and it just seems like race is always playing a factor in, in something. Recently, on The Breakfast Club, Killer Mike, the rapper, and... Uh, those you don't know, Killer Mike, he has a a great record. He's from Atlanta, Georgia, and he has a show on Netflix that he's been promoting. But he was also on the Breakfast Club, just giving his insight on private school versus uh, you know versus public school. And he's a true believer in public school. Here's what Killer Mike had to say about it, and I want to know what you guys think because he got really deep and he got into a heated argument. I wouldn't say argument like they were about to fight, but a discussion, if you will, with DJ Envy regarding public school and private school.
4: Because we always love that cop out of, hey, man, you know, we sent my children there for a better education. But the same niggas be telling me how much they paid for college. Your children ain't rewarding that by scholarshipping. You not you after you after you do them years, you're not directing your children to Howard. Not you. You're not directing your children to Howard a mm-hmm. Morehouse, a Spellman, a Bethune-Cookman, a Tuskegee University, mm-hmm. then you doing some further chump shit. You done tell them that for five, six years, you done been called a nigga. You done got a twisted word. You, oh, it's a great education. The education don't even teach you as Egypt is in Africa. Don't teach you to be proud of nothing about yourself. It just teaches you how to take tests well and how to participate and coordinate according to the system and the way they teach you. And you never thought, God damn, I could start my own Montessori, Montessori school, where it's eight kids in the whole school. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this because I heard this shit of some goddamn chump-ass rhyme from a chump-ass rapper. I own <laughs> a third of a block
5: Kanye. in
4: Atlanta. and I, work- I hope the second block next to me was bought by five white people who didn't even know each other. Mm. And they started a Montessori school within three months. Nigga, do something. Mm. I used to wonder to myself, man, why is Dick Gregory so mad? Because he cussed me and tip out the first time we met him. He said, man, what y'all niggas gonna do? March, the same shit we've been doing 50 years? Nigga, they gonna tell you to march, you got to be off the streets by 7 o'clock if you ain't never gonna keep. Yeah, the school seemed better because you buying into that. Why are we not starting our own academies and supporting them? Why are we not supporting historically black colleges and universities? That's where our heroes went. That's where they came from. Dr. King went to Booker T. Watson. You gonna show me a nigga smarter than him? Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I don't have no problems with you loving your children. But my children go to public school. Cause I pay taxes in public schools and they named for black people. And either you're gonna choose to be excellent and you're gonna do better, or you're gonna sit your chump ass down and you're gonna keep being the same shit over and over, but you can't complain and say that greatness wasn't given to you. If you walk in a school named for Frederick Douglass High School and you do not have the initiative, you do not have the initiative as a parent or as a student to walk up and step up to that greatness, but you would do it at St. Pius? You were doing at Saint Michael, man. You a
6: chump. That's
4: why. Now I'm not talking about
6: you. See, so you can sit here and say the chump shit all day long. I'm not talking about you. I'm telling you, like again, I'm not getting your feelings. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about working class people. I'm talking again it's, it's about working class people. Public school teachers are not getting paid, are overworked, and some of them. Are not putting the effort out because there's some of them are the worst teachers in the country. I don't agree. I'm here I to defend teachers. You. you are full of shit. with that too. As my, as my, my mom is a public
2: some
0: school of, teacher. you are yeah, yeah. full every. of shit. You are full of yeah, shit. You full of shit. My every. mom, my I mom, been a public school of teacher of for 30 years. Some, well, some DJs what? You not one of them. Don't put of in mouth.
4: That's wrong. That's to throw teachers under the bus is wrong. No, you are wrong. You can't throw. Yeah, you are wrong.
6: You're not gonna put words in my mouth. I said some public school teachers are there and they don't give it all and some of them don't have the tools that the same schools that other schools have. Don't put words in my mouth. I don't put words in yours. Well, and that's thing. what I'm saying. Hold he on. So when it comes to <laughs> No, I'm not mad. I let you speak. I let you give your spiel. Me when, and always had a spiel. Arguments. When I get my spiel, oh, he's mad. No, I'm just speaking the facts. I've been to public school. I've been to certain states. But for me, learning to do certain things is learning way different. My kids go to private school, right? My son has his own business, has started his own thing, things that he learned that I didn't learn before. You know why? Because those opportunities were given to him. My daughter has been to places most people haven't been ever. Before. I think they learned because, a lot because, that from you though. Because, no, yeah, no, you no, a hundred they learned li- learn learn no, more of that from you yeah, than no, they no, of no, it. no you not No, 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 it's not only me, but they, they, that nobody, rent, me. they have that. It's not only they have business classes where they learn real estate in her school. I didn't never learn real estate. You know I what she, you school? know what she gets no, examples from her father, but she them, get it from her father. But though they teach envy, it in envy. I'm not
3: they saying envy. I'm school. not saying they yes, don't. I, yes, but, uh, I push my kids, but they teach it in Speaking for the
4: working class they African American, school. that child is in an environment that is hostile to them. And that's, that's like, what and that's, that's why what I said that in my That's what I was speaking to. That was my own experience. So what I'm speaking to again, because if you rich, you it. Speaking to the working-class African-American, if you are unsatisfied with your school system, radically change it by voting in a new board, put in for new systems to be constructed, or support charter schools. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then we all get nervous. Oh, charter schools, oh, that's Republican. But pull your children out and start a best academy like in Atlanta. Well, or Diddy Carrello, has Scott his King. charter school in Jalen yeah, Shout out to Diddy yeah, and Steve Perry Jalen Rose I'm has saying, his charter school. We chart gotta stop giving these excuses to leave each other. We do the same. It's, it's, men, it's you not you it's money, but people left the hood. This is legit. My it's father made $50,000. How the fuck Bruh. was he gonna start a charter school?
6: Bruh. He did what he could. He took Who? me out of fucking Andrew Jackson, my father. Took me Nigga, I ain't going to get your father. we talking about each other. We're talking about each other. We're talking
4: about We're talking about I'm not talking about for you. What I'm saying is, in spite of all the education, you got your dream and your pursuit and your belief and the kid that you met when you told the story about meeting um meeting clue that's what brought you here what brought you here is your own self-invention your own curiosity your own mind and In the school that's what it should be i'm not sending my youngest daughter potentially to padeo because it's a white school i'm sending her because they actually go outside mm. they have class outside mm-hmm. and they think art is important as science. You get what I'm saying? Now, if that's the argument you're saying to me, that's fine. But if you're gonna simply tell me there's a great business curriculum there, I'm gonna retort to say at Booker T. Wa- at, Booker, um, um, at George Washington Carver High School in Atlanta, they have a dry cleaning program. They have a t-shirt printing program. They have auto mechanics. I learned aviation. I learned how to fly and aviation mechanics at, at George High School. Mm. So my, my question just becomes, what are we allowing public schools to be, now that we've had our, our mandatory mm-hmm. light argument, what? skin <laughs> argument. What is, what are we going, because you still pay taxes publicly, what are we mm-hmm. going to do to ensure the children of the working class get what our children have? The confidence that they need to be successful. See, and that and ain't taught is, in school. And see this, see, this is the thing. If you got the right kind of teachers. Yeah, if you got the right kind of teachers. But most of that yeah. pride and that confidence is instilled
6: at See see, home. What, see, what you said, and what I'm trying to explain is, what you said is, is they teach aviation, they teach you know, mechanics, they teach uh, nursing, and they teach great jobs, right? but in these other schools, they teach you how to be billionaires and there's a big difference and there's a big line. And yes, how many need, of those kids need, are going to go on to we need be become millionaires? Millionaires. A lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them are, are turning millionaires. What's to be a lot? Give me a solid number. I don't know percentages. Because most people are not going to. Let me tell But story out there in the real world with the fantasy that they're never
4: going to get to where this much gold is. And most people are not different. going to be millionaires. They're and billionaires. how to be millionaires. Y'all can't talk over each other. Most people, yeah, that's you being rude to a guest, Envy. Most people are not going to be millionaires. Most people want to seek a comfortable life, live below debt, and leave a piece of land for their That's family. That's not true. That's what most people want going not true. to do. Most people think they That's can't. That's what most people are doing. Most people think mm-hmm. they can't. That's why they don't. I I don't say, I not say why they don't. I say what most people are going to do. I no, don't say f- what most people, people thought they'd think. Most people, think. no, you say say most people want to, to do. be.
6: want to own a piece. No, most people want to be millionaires. No, they, they don't. Most people don't like want to do. be the people we know. Most people want to be filthy. They just feel like, hey,
4: I'm from a family in the country. Most of my family would from tell me, man, from I clothes, just want to be comfortable. I don't have to have... Have you ever heard that from any your uh, country? All day long. Yeah, I just want to be comfortable. I want to be without debt, without stress. So what I'm saying is if most Americans want to be millionaires, um, it to be such a more vicious country. We'd be undercutting each other, cutting each other's throat. Most broke. people do. And, they and just and I'm don't tell, tell just people don't something, like man, It's value in a job. Value in a job. Value, that's Absolutely, a nobility in being a nurse. And being a, and being a doctor. There's a nobility in being a police officer. Absolutely. A fireman. There's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. that. Nothing at all. So what I'm saying is most schools are gonna teach you to take a test. I'm just simply saying maybe public schools should be more reflective of the private schools that rich people like Envy and others send their children to. And maybe we should incorporate some working class things that mirror those things because if all these millionaires are going to private schools, somebody's gonna to have to work for them and I wanna demand a greater salary.
0: <laughs> so there you have it. That was Killer Mike giving his opinion on the uh Wake that ass up. Uh, that was Killer Mike giving his opinion on Private school, versus, private school versus public school. And I think he called DJ Envy out. I think sometimes if you are a fan of The Breakfast Club or if you ever catch DJ Envy's podcast, a lot of the things that he talks about that he does with his kids or a lot of things that he talks about that he does with his family, yes, there are some working class people that can do some of those things. But I think he's out of touch because he is a millionaire. He works very hard. He's worked hard for everything that he has. But sometimes, to Killer Mike's point, we get out of, once we start making money, we forget sometimes what it's like not to have money. So some of those things that DJ Envy was talking about, he's out of touch because he's been living in comfort for so long. He doesn't have to worry about that. And he's, he does do a lot of things for the better of the people, but Killer Mike had points. We need to stop thinking the only way that our kids are going to receive a good education is to send them to a private school somewhere. Um, there are teachers that are in public schools that do care. I know my kids have been to public school. None of none of them have attended any type of private school. And just like any place you go, you have good teachers, you have bad teachers. You have teachers that care and you have teachers that don't care. Um, but, you know, I think Killer Mike hit on some points and it is just crazy on how we get that way. And it just made me open my eyes up to some to some things. We have to start looking out for each other. We have to start building our own businesses, building our own brands, and supporting each other on the things that we're trying to do. And stop hating on each other. Stop thinking that the things that we're trying to accomplish and do are never going to work out. You'll see that I always try to, in my two cents, every Monday, give something positive for someone that may need a word, you know, to encourage, words of encouragement, just because I I, I get it. You know, people always want to say you can't until you do. And so, you know, I want to challenge all of our listeners to make sure, make sure that no matter what the obstacle is, that you overcome that obstacle. I just wanted to catch you guys up on some news. Oh, before I forget, major announcement um, regarding the show. We're going to be getting into a series um, of, of unsolved murders, uh, unsolved murders of civil rights African-American figures, and we're going to get into it. Um, it's going to be really, really dope. I'm going to drop an episode for you guys every week regarding that. And just so you know, the first episode that I'm going to drop is on Dr. Martin Luther King. It is Black History Month, um, but we're going to go through a number of different civil rights leaders. Some you may have heard of, uh, some you may not have heard of. But we're going to go through the unsolved uh, mysteries of how or what their deaths are because it is coming out and it has been brought out for years that they said that uh, Martin Luther King was killed by someone else. Well, there's been some more information that has come forth that says that King was actually still alive when he was taken to a Memphis hospital. And so I don't want to give away the whole show but um, we're going to research it, take a look at it, and we're going to bring it right here to the show so you guys can actually check it out. So it's going to be an ongoing thing. I hope you guys enjoy it. I want to uh, shout out the person that gave me that idea. I certainly appreciate it. It was huge for the show. And um, we're going we're gonna to jump into that uh, starting next week. This has been Frank Styles of the Let's Be Honest podcast. This has been Episode 21. Make sure you guys follow me on instagram at frank underscore styles that's s-t-y-l-z you can catch me at boss dot com uh you can also follow me on twitter at frank styles one and um for one and everybody out there hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and getting you caught up on the news i'll talk to you real soon